Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's time for the playoffs. It's time to decide who's going to Vegas. Will it be Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, or Buffalo coming out of the AFC? Is it going to be San Francisco, Dallas, Detroit even coming out of the NFC? Pick your two conference champions, parlay it, and remember, get your 50% welcome bonus on that first parlay using our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, when you use the link in the description to this episode at BetOnline Sportsbook. Bet online where the game starts. You throw a fourth TD. On a dime, you ain't got no fear of any Colts or Dolphins. Josh Allen gets Bills the wins. You want to play the Chiefs and to beat Andy Reid and his schemes, avenging your past mistakes and take the Bills to the big game. Three years, I thought you was phony. Got digs, then you flipped it on me. I was thinking you were Carson Wentz. You made your mark, became an MVP. Deep throws, always looking daunting. Tossed up to Davis and McKenzie. It's hard for teams to deny it. When Allen beats double safety, you keep losing to Mahomes. Sitting on the bench, 13 to go. Overtime coin flips turned up wrong. Makes your season seem so marginal. And this year you'll find a way Gonna get past Kansas City Allen and the Bills are gonna be Super Bowl champs 2023 Oh, I wanna run the ball Don't wanna slide I just wanna dive Send me the call And I'll throw the ball I wanna run the ball Don't wanna slide I'm just gonna dive Send me the call, and I'll throw the ball. You throw a fourth TD. On a dime, you ain't got no fear of any Colts or Dolphins. Josh Allen gets Bills the wins. You want to play the Chiefs, and to beat Andy Reid and his schemes, avenging your past mistakes, and take the Bills to the big game. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however and whenever you may be listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for stopping on in to another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast. It's NFL Monday, divisional playoff round, and the game that we had been building up to for years, 
years of buildup for this one moment for Josh Allen to face Andy Reid and his schemes, avenge your past losses, and take the Bills to the big game in 2023, it just didn't come through because of that bad man Patrick Mahomes taking down the Buffalo Bills with the highest passer rating of any quarterback the entire weekend, averaging 11 yards per completion to beat the Buffalo Bills. Andy Reid, his schemes, Kansas City, they advance once again. And that means, unfortunately for you, Josh Allen, you did not get to avenge your previous mistakes. No fear of Colts or Dolphins. You get the Bills the wins, but just not against Kansas City. And for the fifth season in a row, the Buffalo Bills come up embarrassingly short in the playoffs. A brutal, brutal loss by the Bills to fall for a fourth year in a row and and recreate the the image of the four falls of Buffalo, you know? Back in 2020, which was the first year of the Josh Allen Stefan Diggs era, first year of the Diggs and Allen era, the Buffalo Bills put together a remarkable run through the playoffs. Remarkable run to the AFC Championship game where they got smoked out the building by what was maybe the best or the most dominant of the six Kansas City teams that has been there so far. I mean, 14 and 1 in the regular season with Mahomes, boat race through the playoffs. The best team hands down, they just happened to lose their star offensive lineman Eric Fisher in that game and lose the Super Bowl to Tampa Bay. However, the best team of the Mahomes era, or at least the most dominant team of the Mahomes era, was the team that Buffalo happened to run into in the AFC Championship game. And that's the famous photo of Stephon Diggs standing out on the field watching the AFC Championship game celebration for Kansas City and thinking that one day he would get back to that game. The first fall of Buffalo right there. The second fall of Buffalo, the inspiration for this song. Two years ago, the greatest football game ever played, giving Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds to go down the field, watching them change the overtime rules for Josh Allen. But unfortunately, the Kansas City Chiefs beat Buffalo. Last year, Kansas City would have beaten Buffalo, but unfortunately for all of us. uh, And that was the inspiration for that song, by the way, was the Bills had the most talented team in the NFL last year. They happened to get the two seed. It would have been a neutral site AFC championship game between Buffalo and Kansas City. It was the best chance Buffalo was going to get to beat Kansas City last year. Last year's Buffalo Bills team was the best of the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs era, and they lost to Cincinnati before they could get to the AFC Championship game and play Kansas City, and it would have been, as I said, the neutral site AFC Championship game between Buffalo and Kansas City that would have felt like the unofficial official Super Bowl. Instead, Buffalo lost. Cincinnati lost to Kansas City on a last-second field goal. Kansas City went on to win the Super Bowl. It looked like all was dead to rights for Buffalo, but then... Thanks to Kadarius Tony lining up offsides, and weirdly enough, the galvanizing story of Sean McDermott giving a, a pro 9-11 terrorist inspirational speech getting leaked out, which again is one of the weirdest plot twists of this entire NFL season, a combination of Sean McDermott 9-11 t- 
terrorist hype speech getting leaked out to the media, plus Kadarius Tony lining up offsides, turns around the Buffalo Bills season, gets them the number two seed, and the worst of the four Buffalo Bills teams in my book, the worst of the four in the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs era, they make it back to the divisional round of the playoff, and for the third year in a row, they finish in third place. Third place in the AFC is the lane occupied by the Buffalo Bills, because for the second year in a row, they lost a home playoff game. And for the third time in four years, it was Patrick Mahomes who took their lunch money and beat the Buffalo Bills, which means, unfortunately for Josh Allen, the Bills, it's time to play the Patrick Mahomes victory music, courtesy of Migos Culture 3 album, best song in my books, Mahomes. Kansas City is going to the AFC Championship game. And as someone who roots for Patrick Mahomes and has very much rooted for Patrick Mahomes in the entire history of this podcast, knowing that this Kansas City team is not good enough to win a Super Bowl run that involves beating Baltimore and San Francisco on the way, they could beat maybe one of those teams. But beating both of those teams, I don't think is really in the in the realm of discussion for Kansas City. Knowing that this Kansas City team is is Super Bowl caliber good, but not if it means having to play Baltimore and San Francisco to get there. I'm cool if they lose to Lamar Jackson and this super fun Ravens team, which by the way, I forgot to mention, if you want post-game breakdown of Texans and Ravens, we recorded that yesterday. That episode is available now. Uh, If you go down through the list of podcasts on Take It Easy, we have a Texans versus Ravens post-game show. We have a Packers versus 49ers post-game show. This is NFL Monday for just the last two games, and honestly, I'm not 100% sure if we'll get to Tampa and Detroit today. Maybe we'll have to save that for later in the week, because the basic analysis is game was pretty normal for three quarters, and then Detroit said, hey, we're the better team, and scored three touchdowns on the final three possessions of the game. Kind of as simple as that. And so, From the Kansas City standpoint, beating this Buffalo team was kind of the big accomplishment of the season because, yes, this might be the worst offense Kansas City has had in the Mahomes era. That's a low, that's a a really, really high standard to hit because they were the fifth ranked offense in the NFL this year, according to DVOA, and they were still, still the worst offense Mahomes has had in his time with Kansas City, most likely. For that Kansas City team to then, on the first, essentially five possessions of the game, because if you take out them kneeling the clock out at the end, for them to score points on every possession that they touched the ball for the first three and a half quarters of the game, for them to score on every single possession that they touched the ball, and for Mahomes to average, as I'm sorry, as a team, for them to average nine yards per play in a game where Buffalo had dominated time of possession early on in the game. And by the way, at the end result, Buffalo won the time of possession battle by a whopping 14 minutes. 
and that includes Kansas City kneeling the clock out on the final minute and a half of the game. For Buffalo to dominate time of possession, to sit on the ball, to follow the formula for how to beat Kansas City, and for Kansas City to average nine yards per play against that Buffalo defense, for Patrick Mahomes to average over 12 yards per completion during this game, for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who had been dropping pass after pass all season long on the deep threat, to have a 32- and 30-yard completion to set up scores. It was just like everything worked in concoction correctly for Kansas City's offense in a way that we kind of anticipated they would all season, but when you saw them be unable to score 14 points against the Raiders back in December and drop that game. You started to have some questions about whether or not they'd be able to turn it on once the playoffs came around and they changed their strategy and they got everything right and they came out and put a hurt on the Buffalo defense. Despite the fact that Buffalo followed the beat Kansas City game plan to a T, to a T, they held the ball to start the game for 13 of the I'm sorry yeah for for 13 of the first 16 minutes in the entire game when they scored their their touchdown at the 1332 mark in the game that's 16 and a half minutes they held the ball for 13 of those 16 and a half minutes and Buffalo scored I'm sorry Kansas City scored on each of their first three possessions of the game and ended up eventually scoring on each of their first five possessions of the game. But at one point, Kansas City had scored on each of their first four possessions of the game, which was taking it into the middle of the third quarter. Kansas City scored points on each of their first four possessions of the game and were still losing by four points. It was a masterclass performance by Buffalo's offense, running the ball up and down the field in a way that for years, the issue with the Buffalo offense had been they could not get a running game going. They had moved on from Devin Singletary. They'd moved on from Matt Breida. They traded Zach Moss for Naheem Hines. They had tried everything to establish the running game beyond just what they did in the the last time they played Kansas City in the playoff in 2021, which was Josh Allen was their leading rusher in attempts and yards. In 2021, they essentially said, we can trust Josh Allen to run the football, and that's just our best strategy the whole way. And Buffalo was moving the ball so efficiently that they only, for the first four possessions of the game for Kansas City, when Kansas City scored on each of their first four possessions and still found themselves losing, Buffalo only ran six third down plays. Despite the fact that they had dominated time of possession all throughout, they ran six third down plays during that entire stretch. It was crazy. Buffalo's offense was executing it perfectly. Allen had two rushing touchdowns, James Cook was playing great, and then Kansas City slowed down the rushing. Oh, by the way, they allowed zero sacks, that was the other part of it. Not only was their rushing attack picking apart Kansas City, but they allowed zero total sacks. It was a masterclass performance by Buffalo. They were scheming it up so that Josh Allen wouldn't make the the big turnover play. Uh, Khalil Shakir was getting passes out of the backfield. They were having Stephon Diggs take handoffs. They were having Diggs catch screens out of the backfield. Uh, James Cook had four catches on five targets. They were doing everything right to scheme Josh Allen open, 
or I'm sorry, to 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 run the ball, and by running the ball, they could then throw the short screens and create space with motion. Dalton Kincaid had a bunch of targets that resulted in five catches, which also he 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 got receptions on every single one of his targets, most of which were like screen passes. It was so well executed by Buffalo. Their offense was humming up and down the field, making it such that because they got the ball to start the half and on their last touchdown drive of the half were able to run the clock down to 26 seconds and have Josh Allen rush in a touchdown and leave Kansas City no time to practically move the ball down the field because of how they worked in the first half. Kansas City scored on each of their first four possessions in the first two and a half quarters of the game, and Buffalo still had a four-point lead. And that's when the game kind of started to to turn in terms of the execution from both sides, but also just there were no points in the fourth quarter of that game. Kansas City scored their touchdown to um, Pacheco running the ball in. They scored that with 40 seconds into the fourth quarter. From the rest of the game onward, there was no scoring in the fourth quarter, which is, you know, 40 seconds in, whatever. It's basically still a holdover from the third quarter, especially because the touchdown drive took up three minutes and 20 seconds in the, in or three minutes and 30 seconds in the third quarter. So it was essentially a holdover drive from the third quarter that ended in a touchdown because they had to punch in the final four yards to score. But they essentially scored that that touchdown that Pacheco ran in, and it was a super well-executed drive too, by the way. Just super, du- and, and that was one of the Valdez Scantling catches where Micah Hyde, Micah Hyde made a mistake in in sliding too far to the right as Valdez Scantling was coming across the field, and Mahomes threw a perfect pass there. Buffalo missed on some of those safety coverages during the game, which led to the Kelsey touchdown. It led to the Valdez Scantling thirty-two yard completion. The safeties missed on a couple of, of of plays that throughout the season they had limited big plays against K- Kansas City with. The Kelsey touchdown, the Valdez Scantling 32-yarder that set up the Pacheco touchdown were a couple of those examples. But Kansas City went down the field, scored a touchdown on their fifth possession, and even though it felt like so much shit was happening, there were actually no points in the fourth quarter of that game. And weirdly enough, a Kansas City versus Buffalo playoff game was super like like the anti version of 2021 right like the the first time they played in 2020 Kansas City just ran them out the building like Buffalo scored their only seven points off of a muffed Kansas City punt and Kansas City beat them like 40 to 7 was the final score the second one was like lead change after lead change they had four touchdowns in the final two minutes of the game Kansas City got it in overtime and scored this game was exciting because they were making mistakes both teams were making mistakes, and somehow all those mistakes ended up resulting in zero points. Because when Buffalo ran the fake punt with DeMar Hamlin and tried to get DeMar on their own 30-yard line, mind you, when they ran a fake punt on their own 30-yard line to try and get DeMar Hamlin five yards to pick up the first down, that was one of those moments where it was like, oh, Buffalo just made a total gaffe in decision-making, and Kansas City's going to take advantage and be able to take the game away. And then Kansas City fumbled the ball out the end zone with McCole Hardman. And it was just like, if Kansas City's going to end up losing this game by making a stupid mistake immediately after Buffalo made a stupid mistake, which in fairness canceled out both of the stupid mistakes, and if you cancel out both of the stupid mistakes, did either mistake really have an impact on the game? 
But if you're watching it from a Buffalo fan standpoint, you see the fake punt by DeMar Hamlin and think, that's the stupid play that cost us the game. And if you're watching it from the Kansas City standpoint, you watch it and think, not only is that the stupid play that's going to cost us the game, but if we do get beat straight up by Buffalo. Because remember, Buffalo made a stupid mistake by doing the fake punt. Kansas City made a stupid mistake by fumbling the ball out the end zone by giving it to McCole Hardman on an end around and having their wide receivers who had been fucking things up all season, giving their wide receivers an opportunity to fuck things up at the end of the game. But if you're watching it from the Kansas City standpoint, you're looking at it, it's like, if we do end up getting beat straight up by Buffalo, it's the most painful way for them to lose because it's the way that they've lost games all season. Like, the reason this game was played in Buffalo in the first place instead of being played in Kansas City, is because the wide receivers fucked up. Kadarius Tony dropped four passes in that first game of the season against the Lions, and if he only drops three of those four passes, Kansas City beats Detroit in that first game of the season, and they have the one win they need to jump Buffalo in the standings. If Marquez Valdez-Scantling doesn't drop that pass against the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football at the end of the season... Kansas City gets the one result flip that makes them the two seed instead of the three seed. If Kadarius Tony lines up onside on the Kelsey touchdown pitch, Kansas City gets the one win and the one flipped result against Buffalo that gets them the number two seed. They just needed one of those three things to not go catastrophically bad. From Tony dropping the four passes against Detroit, to, Val- to Valdez Scantling dropping the pass in the Eagle game, to-, to Tony lining up offsides in the Buffalo game. Just flip one of those results and Mahomes is playing this game at home. And so if the reason they're in this position in the first place is because of wide receivers fucking up clearly and obviously... Doesn't it suck that the play that might cost you the game if you get beat straight up by Buffalo is Buffalo taking advantage of their wide receiver doing some dumb shit? Like, that's just the worst way to fuck it up if you're Kansas City, is our wide receiver did some dumb shit at the end of the game. Like, between Kadarius Tony, McCole Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that would just suck if that's why you lose, is a receiver did some dumb shit. And I remember going into the game, it was like, Kansas City made the call in the Miami game. Rice, Kelsey, Pacheco, nobody else. Everyone else, get the fuck out. Tony, we're not even going to play you because you got ankle injuries. Not even going to play you in this game. We're not even going to risk the possibility of you fucking this shit up. McCole Hardman... He's the one who fucked up this time. He wasn't going to be back next year, but it was kind of nice to have him because he was just a familiar name in the door. Like, he had never been a super impact player when he was there before, but it's like, ah, yes, one of the receivers from the past. Clearly, this will stabilize things. Nope, 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 nope. Fumbled the ball out the end zone. Fucked up. A clear and obvious victory for Kansas City that would have put them up 10 with, if my math is correct here, put them up 10 with 12 minutes to go. Would have won the game hands down. Because what happened next is Buffalo had to punt because Josh Allen got the ball back after the, after they were given new life by McCole Hardman matching the fuck up of DeMar Hamlin trying to run the fake punt. And it's not DeMar Hamlin's fault. It was a, a, a stupid fake punt play call. But the, the, the Bills fuck up the, the fake punt. Kansas City fucks up the fumble. The two fuck ups even themselves out. And what does Josh Allen decide to do on the first play after that happened? Chuck a deep-ass pass to Trent Sherfield that ended up going incomplete. And they end up punting back to Kansas City. 
Kansas City gets the the stop after it looked like people were going to have a a, a a vendetta to make against Kansas City because they got a a pass interference call to bail them out again on the um, the the pick play on I believe it was Rice yeah the, the pick play on Rice that ended up getting them a first down but it didn't matter because they couldn't take advantage of the first down and then what did Buffalo do after that? Josh Allen got the ball back and he threw a 70-yard fuck it. Stephon Diggs got to be down there somewhere pass on the first play. The first play after they got new life. First play with eight and a half minutes to go. Josh Allen ran the fuck it. Stephon Diggs got to be down there somewhere play call. And they just burned the hell out of the clock. They on that after they had only ran six third down plays on the first five possessions of the game. On that last drive, they ran two third downs, sorry, three, four, four third downs, and went for it on a fourth down play, which was the one that they ran the the screen pass to Shakir, where he uh, his motion faked out his defender, and he was wide open on the left side for, uh, I think it was a 10-yard completion to get it into Kansas City territory. They ran four third down plays and one fourth down on the same drive trying to hold the ball, trying to sit on the clock. The strategy that everyone had pivoted to the last two years because of what offenses like Kansas City and Buffalo ran during the 2021 playoffs. The reason you've seen offensive numbers plummet the last two years in the NFL, the reason you've seen uh, scoring down to its lowest levels in 20 years over a two-year span this last two years, the biggest example of why that is the case is the game theory strategy the Buffalo Bills employed at the end of that game, exactly to a T, the game strategy theory that the Buffalo Bills were employing, which was the best way to even the odds against a team like Kansas City is to run as few plays as possible. To the way the best way to even the odds against a team like Buffalo that has a high-powered offense that can move the ball up and down the field at will. The best way to counteract that is to run as few plays as possible. And how do you run as few plays as possible? Screen passes, run plays, short completions that allow us to take the play clock down to th- down to five seconds every single time we are running a play. It's a transition the NFL made as in the direct aftermath of the last time Buffalo played Kansas City. The best way to try and counter the Kansas City offense is to game theory it by running as few plays as possible and working to dominate time of possession in the same way that Matt LeFleur and Kyle Shanahan were having a total like Avengers-style fight, a Batman versus Superman fight to try and dominate time of possession in that game. And at the end of it all, the Packers won time of possession by, like I think, 40 seconds. Like They basically tied in time of possession at the end of that game as both teams just like, tried and tried and tried to dominate time of possession this obsession with time of possession limit the opportunities for the other team keep them off the field a precision-based offense needs time to execute and if you keep that precision-based offense off the field you can improve your chances of winning the game at the end buffalo sat on the ball sat on the ball like i mentioned a second ago four third down plays one fourth down play all the third downs were third and short, by the way. It was a third and three, the third and ten that led to a fourth and three. It was a third and four, a third and nine that they ultimately didn't convert to force the field goal. But the other plays were were third and fourth and short, too. 
It wasn't like they had long distances to move to try and like save the game for themselves. No, these were like, we want to hold the ball as long as possible. It didn't help the the rushing numbers for James Cook because their offense became entirely predictable when they were trying to sit on the ball and they were okay with sitting on the ball and being predictable because what they were trying to do was hold the ball to the very end and then when they got into the red zone or at least got within the 25 yard line of Kansas City because the closest they got it was the 26 once they got to the Kansas City territory into field goal range they threw an incomplete pass to Shakir which was the the play where um that was the play where where Chris Jones pushed the offensive lineman into Josh Allen and Allen underthrew Shakir in the end zone then they had an incomplete pass that Josh Allen just tried to throw away to keep the play alive and that was it two incompletions bring on the field goal team and all the effort you had been trying to put in to control time of possession, all the effort you did to keep Mahomes off the field, winning time of possession by 16, sa- 16 minutes, all of that led to a missed field goal. And the missed field goal is so painful, so painful if you're a Buffalo Bill fan. Because the entire rebuilding of your offense for two years was to establish the running game for the first time since... Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs took over. They had tried with Devin Singletary. They had tried with uh they they had tried before with Matt Breida. They had traded Zach Moss for for Naheem Hines. They drafted James Cook, then benched James Cook, then brought James Cook back at the end of the season. They sacrificed regular season games last year to change their offense to evolve the running game. I remember at the back end of that season. They were they were completely changing the way they ran their offense, despite the fact they had the most talented team in the NFL with the highest expected win-loss record of any team. Buffalo was actively sacrificing the way that they ran offense in order to adapt and adjust to establish a running game that would be able to sit on the ball against Kansas City. And they executed it to perfection. And then they missed the field goal. And missing the field goal ended their chance of winning the game. And that's such a painful way to lose. Such a painful way to lose. That was the strategy you deemed would be best to beat this specific team. And last year they didn't get the chance to beat that specific team. Because the running game couldn't beat Cincinnati's running game. And in that game they kind of just fell behind 14-0 real quick. And then Cincinnati could sit on the ball once they had a 14-0 lead against Buffalo. Cincinnati last year when they played Buffalo in the divisional round, Cincinnati threw the ball all over on the field, threw the ball all over the field for the first quarter, got up 14-0, and then were able to sit on the ball. And by that point, Buffalo wasn't going to be able to counter their rushing attack with their own rushing attack or high-powered offense in the snow because Josh Allen played a crappy game against the Bengals last year. Again, like the most disappointing loss of Buffalo's time because that was the best team they had of any of the four. That team last year was the best chance they were going to have to win the Super Bowl. This year's team was the worst of the four in my book, but they happened to host the playoff game against Kansas City. They got their puncher's chance, and they sat on the ball, and they missed the field goal, and even though there were essentially zero points in the fourth quarter of that game, zero points in the final 14 minutes of that game, it was still a damn exciting 14 minutes to watch because it was Buffalo trying to execute the way that they wanted to execute sit on the ball 
keep the ball out of Kansas City's hands. Trust that our offense is so imposing that we will be able to run the ball, run short screen passes, scheme receivers open in the short and middle of the field, and be able to use screen passes and motion to be able to move the ball down the field and then score a touchdown that will win us the game. And if we don't score the touchdown, fine. We'll kick the field goal and just buy ourselves time in overtime. That was the game plan they ran. And then they missed the field goal. And then the game plan completely fell apart. And when the game plan completely fell apart, that's how you lose to Andy Reid and his schemes Countering your entire philosophy offensively, you dominated time of possession for 16 minutes. Kansas City scored points on every single one of their first five possessions and would have scored on every single one for six if McCall Hardman doesn't fumble at the goal line. They essentially scored every single time they touched the ball. And Buffalo had the lead in the third quarter. And Buffalo had run touchdown drives of eight and a half minutes, six minutes, and a field goal drive that lasted seven And if they had made that field goal at the end of the game, they would have ran another seven-minute field goal drive. Buffalo had scoring drives in this game that would have been six minutes, 40 seconds, essentially seven minutes, six minutes, 52 seconds, another seven-minute field goal drive, 825 touchdown drive in the third quarter, 603 touchdown drive at the end of the first into the second. They ran scoring drives of six, seven, seven, and eight minutes in this game exactly the way that they wanted to play Kansas City. And if they could just get a couple of stops on defense, they would be able to win the game, and they did not get those stops on defense. Kansas City tried to give it back to them by McCole Hardman fumbling at the end, but Buffalo did not get those stops that they needed on defense because they're playing the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and the greatest offensive head coach, or just the greatest offensive coach, period, to ever play and ever coach. In the NFL, the best to ever do it on offense and the best to ever do it at the quarterback position. We're going to find a way to score points. And they did. And they won. And now I don't know what you do next. If you're Buffalo, your entire philosophy fell apart. What happens next? No idea. But that's a topic for another day. We'll have to save that topic for another day and figure out what happens next for the Buffalo Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We are so incredibly grateful that you have stopped in here, however, and whenever you might be listening. If you want some Packers 49ers breakdown, check it out. We did a whole episode yesterday for Wired Up 157. If you still want some Texans and Ravens breakdown, Wired Up 156 is the place to go. We appreciate you stopping in and letting us give this well-documented diatribe about Kansas City and Buffalo. It was wonderful. It was fun. It's a game that will live in lore for Kansas City fans for a long time to come. It'll be very, very exciting for the Mahomies to see what happens next week. We'll have fun guests, fun conversation all throughout the week. Episodes Wednesday and Thursday coming at you. Maybe a Wired Up this week, depending on the content that me and our friend Juju Talk Sports put together. Stay tuned for all of that. We'll chat with you on Wednesday, and uh, in the meantime... Take it easy and enjoy one final time the sweet, sweet sounds of our Lil Nas X Buffalo Bills parody song that was setting up to culminate for this game. This game was what the parody song was created for back in 2022, and it culminated with Josh Allen not getting it done to take the Bills to the big game. Take it easy, everybody. 
You throw a fourth TD on a dime. You ain't got no fear of any Colts or Dolphins. Josh Allen gets Bills the wins. You want to play the Chiefs. And to beat Andy Reid and his schemes, avenging your past mistakes, and take the Bills to the big game. Three years, I thought you was phony. Got digs, then you flipped it on me. I was thinking you were Carson Wentz. You made your mark, became an MVP. Deep throws, always looking daunting. Tossed up to Davis and McKenzie. It's hard for teams to deny it. When Allen beats double safeties. You keep losing to Mahomes. Sitting on the bench, 13 to go. Overtime coin flips turned up wrong. Makes your season seem so marginal. And this year you'll find a way. Gonna get past Kansas City. Allen and the Bills are gonna be. Super Bowl champs 2023. Oh, I wanna run the ball, don't wanna slide, I just wanna dive. Send me the call, and I'll throw the ball. I wanna run the ball, don't wanna slide, I'm just gonna dive. Send me the call, and I'll throw the ball. You throw a fourth TD. On a dime, you ain't got no fear of any Colts or Dolphins. Josh Allen gets Bills the wins. You want to play the Chiefs. And to beat Andy Reid and his schemes, avenging your past mistakes. And take the Bills to the big game. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.